boy, we some some weeks we never thought we'd make it this far. Oh my god, I know. It seemed like every every force of nature was was just pulling at us, gnawing at us, trying to sabotage our journey. They didn't want us to do this. And what does that all mean? I'm hoping at the end of this episode, we'll, we'll know. I'm hoping the, uh, the skies part and the yeah. answer is uh, delivered down to our desks. You said it, cuh. Little uh, ape ashtrays. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> it's because you're addicted to the, the airheads that are in front of you, Chuck. You just keep eating them. Real, real talk, folks. I just ate an airhead. Uh, blue raspberry. Last one. And I'm, it's just coursing through my vein. It's fighting my uh, lazy yeah. tendencies. The sugar in my lazy cells are battling it out right now. Chuck may know this about uh, my love affair with airheads, but uh, when I would walk to school, mostly in fifth grade, I remember this. I There was like a, a little grocer little mm. uh one stop it was called little convenience store across the street and i would go in there and stock up on airheads for the day and i would in my little desk i would open the package and i would rip off like a little scrap of airhead and i put it in my mouth like the golden child when <laughs> he would eat like the the leaves off the plant because that was the only thing not doused in murdered human blood you know so he would <laughs> I would take it and I'd place it on my lip, my tongue, mm-hmm. like the golden child, and yeah. and it would sustain me for wow. as long as it needed to until I went for another piece. God. Were you a fruit roll-ups fan? I was a, I was a big fan, but it that was like, boy, if we got fruit roll-ups in the house, yeah, that was like fancy living. You know, yeah. We, oh, and then there was um, fruit by the foot, sort of like took over the fruit roll up game, actually. Yeah. Oh, big time. I remember taking those fruit by the foots and wrapping them, the whole thing around my thumb and then <laughs> sucking on my thumb. Oh, my God. And it was just, it was just this like congealed, fruity, slimy stuff, like right wrapped around my thumb, like a solid red thumb. Yeah. You're, you were probably just got done playing baseball. You're, you probably had gravel caked on your thumb and you're wrapping fruit by the foot on your thumb. <laughs> Me and my brothers, we loved fruit snacks. We also loved, we had, uh, we had, do you remember fruit bars? They were just fruit roll-ups, but in the shape of a rectangle. Hmm. And they came in a little, yeah. like a cardboard tray. I miss those dearly. Oh, yeah. And also they... There was another thing my brother just dug up that I completely forgot about. There were you probably would have loved these because they're like your airhead, uh, but there were just there were fruit like uh, bits, just like ugly, like misshapen bits of fruit flavor, fruit stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember what that is. It was a fun topic. Week five, battle for the planet of the apes, and I mean it's weird. We're at the end of a journey. Uh, we're ending it with uh, 
it's a pretty satisfying movie for an ending, but it's also uh, also apt because it it is uh, presenting with us the the I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. <laughs> the Chuck's coming, open his heart up right now. The coming right? war between apes and man. Yeah, and how it's it really is a battle, and it's not. This movie is not settling anything, and right, it's just it, and it's depressing, Dale. <laughs> no, it's, a little it's upsetting. not. <laughs> right. It's not depressing. It, whatever. It uh, but it does make me want to watch that goddamn TV show because I feel like it might be set um, in the time after this. Like if they turned this whole, if this situation turned this into a TV show would have been awesome. I think it might take place back in the far future, like uh, where Taylor lands. I think it might be in that, but I'm not sure. Taylor's is Taylor's like a distant memory to us now. I know. You know, it's not about him. F that guy. Yeah. He blew up the world in case you forgot. Yeah. That's right around the corner, folks, at the bottom of the hour. Until then, Chuck, what's been cooking this week? Anything hot in the realm of men? Yeah, I willed I willed my uh the rest of my uh child's play viewing. I made it happen. It was a little uh, touch and go there. Yeah. It got dark. I'm proud of you first. I'm proud. But boy, yeah, you you really showed your metal and showed what you were made of because <laughs> well, those letterbox scores tell another tale. I, I well, I, <clears throat> I, I made the mistake of saying, "Oh, I'll ha- I'll have them all watched uh, by this episode." Um, <laughs> oh my god! Chuck, which of course you, was like, why you Chuck? This you was, bow to no one, okay? <laughs> you did. Like, you did not owe that. But we. Are, but all of us are impressed and and grateful for your journey. It's like handing the landlord that 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 check and your hand is just shaking. Yeah. And you're just yeah. hoping you're hoping that money transfer hits. <laughs> right. Hoping he doesn't uh to your deposit it for another two days. Yeah, I hope this is I hope yeah. Waited till the end of Friday night. <laughs> hand that check over. <laughs> oh yeah. Um so I watched God. So yeah, I watched the first three, and then I started the uh, the Chucky movies. So I watched Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, and Cult of Chucky. Um, I was hyped on Bride. Uh, I feel like I mean maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like especially on Letterbox, that's like the one that's like the one people love. Like this is like the the crazy Chuck. This is where he starts making you know the jokes get ramped up. And it's less about, you know, what the 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 previous three movies were, and it's more just sort of like irreverent, like wacky dolls killing each other and dolls having sex and stuff. Uh, mm. And I just didn't like it. Didn't like it, Dale. And there's there's what is there four of the new style? Well, that's what I thought, but there's only two of that new style. Of the sort of, you know, and Seed of Chucky gets even worse than Bride because it's like, it's almost like that Scream movie where they go to Hollywood, like, you know, they go to Hollywood in that one and Jennifer Tilly is like playing herself. 
Oh, God. But she's also a doll, and the dolls are attacking her. I don't know. I don't even mm. know what's going on now. That one was rough. That was hard to get through. But the last two are they're very different. Much lower budgets because those are straight to video, which I didn't realize. Um, and they're more like independent horror movies. Like they're like small productions. You know, they both take place in basically one um, one setting. Like the first one is in a, a house uh, in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Um, and that's when they bring in Brad Dourif's daughter. Uh, oh, she's wow. like the new star. Um, Nao- oh, what's her? Naomi, I think. Um, Naomi Dourif. Fiona Durf. Her name's Fiona Durf. She's great, actually. She and like she is like a breath of fresh air because she can really carry these movies. She's great. Um, Curse still, I, w- I didn't really like it, but the very last one, Dale Cult of Chucky, I bumped it up to three stars, and I, I was like, the whole time I was like, I went in hating. I was just like, this is going to be another dog. <laughs> yeah, but it just won me over. Wow. Um, it's like it all takes place in like a mental hospital. Fiona's there because of the the events of the last movie. Um, and it's like, but it's like this insane hospital that would never exist because it's just like everything is everything is white except for like the uh, the head doctor's office looks like a uh, Hannibal Lecter's office like <laughs> in the t- in there in the what was that the Hannibal TV show. And there's even a joke about it. Like I, when I was watching it, I was like, I feel like uh, it's his name. Don Mancini was watching that show <laughs> and was loving it because uh-huh. he even he wrote in a line making you know where Chucky complains that the show got canceled. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I could wow. just tell from like the way he shot it and the way he decorated everything. I was like, oh, he's he was loving that show. Like I could I could feel the influence a little bit. Um. And it, it's like, yeah, and it, but it, it's also, spoilers, It's it's got more than one Chucky in it, which at first I was like, I wasn't sure about it, but it worked really well. And, it, and he really, Mancini really gets back to them being less jokey and more scary and slashery and violent in the last two. So right. it, it's a much, it's a welcome thing because I didn't like the uh, the goofy stuff. Oh boy, yeah. You want to talk about um, a, a gimmick that wears out its welcome real quick? Yeah. You just make jokes about how <sighs> being married is the pits, and you need you wish you yeah. could kill your doll wife, and uh, yeah, that's what you know, yeah, that's kids what it was. Can't live with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how you know how many times can you show a doll's boobies too? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think you can show it zero times actually. <laughs> right and still be fine and yeah the world would be better <laughs> oh sure. but yeah i did it and now i'm i'm kind of hyped on the tv show uh because i think they're you know they're bringing back a lot of characters from like every era of uh the chucky movies really yeah i think it's sort of like it seems like it's going to be like a a reboot but also like they're bringing back uh I think your favorite, what your favorite one is uh, the second one, right? Yeah. They're bringing back um, the teen girl in that. What's her name? Uh, Christina oh. Lees. She's coming back for the show. And I was like, that really sold me because she was awesome in that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. You know so what? So I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Let's do it. I don't You're know how to watch it. a sci-fi show, sci-fi USA show. I have no idea how <laughs> yeah. you get that yeah, without really. cable. Because I don't have cable. <laughs> yeah, my God. You know, God forbid you don't have a TV provider sign in on all these <laughs> apps and websites. Suck an egg. By the time this comes out, there's going to be a Chucky uh, uh, streaming app I'm going to have to get. <laughs> right. Yeah. This, Every time you boot it up, there'll be Brad Dourif's laugh. <laughs> and every time you go to the uh, your account settings, he screams Dembella. <laughs> One more time. Uh, Dale, what about you? Oh. Enough about me and those silly Enough movies. About you, Chuck. Enough about you. Enough about me, please. Oh, yeah. I did watch um, something. Watched a movie called Death Ship. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's a movie with... Um, so, we were just talking about Naked Gun. <laughs> it's a movie mm-hmm. with George Kennedy in it. Yes. And Richard Crenna is in it. Uh they're the big that's the the big two, but it is a uh, a movie about um this basically this ghost ship that used to be a Nazi torture ship. Oh shit. And it's basically patrolling the Atlantic looking for souls to Oh my god. Uh. Yeah. And so it like at the beginning of the movie, there's a great setup because there's this full on like cruise ship, like a cruise ship for 1980. So it's it's not a massive, you know, it's not this massive vessel. It's it's like, you know, a ferry boat kind of thing. And uh, I mean, this this cruise, this this ghost ship just full on like straight rams it and sinks it just so it could try to like. <laughs> get some passengers on board like uh, oh to they're trying to rescue themselves and it turns into basically like this haunted house on on the seven seas the boat is clearly haunted and it's trying its best to scare the living s and make and kill the passengers who are on it and as it wow. unfolds you find out that it's you know it's run by ghost nazis and there's like a torture room but there's also like you know uh, quarters where the sol- where the soldiers and the seamen would sleep, and there's like the projection room and the game room and stuff. It's uh, it's wild. I and I loved it. It's it's pretty ambitious for what it was trying to do. And George Kennedy just is this piece of crap sea captain before he gets on the sh- the ghost ship, and then he just succumbs to like Nazi <laughs> mind. Really, they melting. take him over. Yeah, 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 and oh, he just wow. turns into a bigger piece of crap. But uh, it was on Shutter. It's on Shutter right now. So uh, I had a really great time watching it. Wow, highly recommend. Just highly recommend that. Um, can I ask you? Is the ship is the ship piloting itself the ghost ship, or are there ghost like Nazis on there, like turning the the wheel? Well, it you never see anybody, but every time the wheel turns, you hear like. Germans you hear like Germans screaming at each other like (laughs) so it's it's like that it's like uh, every time it's full speed ahead there's like the uh you know the uh the coal room is like stoking and there's Germans screaming at each other so you know they're they're down there as ghosts 
powering. I the love ship. this poster. It's the, a really the good evil poster. ship in the yeah. fog. Didn't they make a movie like this in like the late 90s or something? Yeah, so that movie's called Ghost Ship, I believe, and it's the the movie poster is practically it's like the, same. the same thing. It's it doesn't have really anything to do with the the two movies don't really have anything to do with each other, but but it's eerily similar. Death Ship, Ghost Ship, and the beautiful movie poster. I don't know if it's a loose remake on Death Ship or not, but I know that really don't have anything to do with each other. I see it was uh, Jack Hill has a writing credit on this movie too, which we did uh, his movie Bloodbath. Oh, not too long hmm. ago. Good shout out. See, yeah. you're doing the real. You're doing the real S. I'm just sitting here watching uh, <laughs> yeah. stupid, uh, uh, endless uh, sequels. Things. You're you're just sticking to you know the uh, flashy movie studios that you've heard of and you know pop culture <laughs> that gets brought up all the time right look when i pop that tape in if i don't recognize the studio logo i throw that tape in the garbage i yeah. don't want anything to do with it you're better off in your mind you're, you think you're better off yeah 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 and i know it i know it too dale we have guest artwork this week <clears throat> oh god yes thanks for bringing that up sure Folks, gaze down into your podcatcher app that you're looking at right now, whatever it may be, because we're everywhere, and you know that. Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, mm. Pocket Cast, Jelly Cat, Pocket Jelly, whatever that one used to be called. We're there, and you can find us. So you're looking at currently a beautiful, beautiful swan song to our guest of apes this month by the fantastic uh, John and James Coates. Follow them on Instagram, JD Coates and JA Coates. And they, I, I spoke about them a few months back, but they work on uh, Dino Beasts. You can check out their website at dinobeasts.com. They made a, a book all devoted to ninjas and all the ninja related movies. And they have um, an awesome newsletter that they send out and they just they not to not to toot our own horn chuck but we got mentioned mm. in the newsletter you guys can uh, seek out the oh. coats boys if you want to find out more about that and um the coats boys but please uh so john and james thank you from the bottom of our hearts it's absolutely stunning yeah. artwork it's and awesome we are honored are we honored yes we are honored to have yeah. you uh <laughs> be yeah, guest artists for this because it's so very special that you would do that for us. And thank you very much. Yeah. Much appreciated. Dinobeasts.com. In the beginning, God created beast and man so that both might live in friendship and share dominion over a world at peace. But in the fullness of time, evil men betrayed God's trust and a disobedience to his holy word waged bloody wars, not only against their own kind, but against the apes whom they reduced to slavery.
Several years after the events of conquest of the Planet of the Apes and a global nuclear war, Caesar and his apes have set up the beginnings of a new ape society. Soon Caesar's hunger to learn more about his parents leads him on an expedition to find the tapes hidden in the underground archives. But there he encounters a race of mutated men who still blame the apes for the fall of man, beginning what will be the battle for the planet of these apes. Nems apes. Nems apes. Man, that that was a... I, I, someone needed to edit me on that. That was bad. That was like a, a, one of these recent tales from the crypt ones. That was a lot of information. <laughs> yes. Ugh. I was no. reading five words in. I wanted to fall asleep. Right. Too much. And I wrote it. Hopefully, uh, they, hopefully user engagement is still there and people are still <laughs> listening. Good thing we, we credited the artists for the guest yeah. artwork before. I can't wait to look at the chart and see where everyone turned it off. Yeah. When I said uh, events of conquest. Just click off. Uh, wow, Dale. This is mm. it. This is it. The, the the last one, the last chapter we get. They pumped these things out. Hollywood did not rest on their laurels. They gave us five apes movies. In, in five years. Five years. <laughs> Those maniacs. And this As- one. Wow, Dale. They started out with a Hollywood uh, legend. Uh, famous film director, sometimes actor, John Huston, <laughs> playing the lawgiver ape. How crazy. <laughs> Just the fact that he's there in full ape makeup. I think it was my brother Toby pointed out because he he texted me. He, he put this on and he was like, "What? how is John Huston in this? And right. uh, I think he pointed out that this is the same year he appeared in uh, Chinatown, which is like, you know, legendary, <laughs> loved, you know, critically loved movie that yeah. he played like the big baddie in. I love that both, you know, he played that role, but he also put on ape makeup right. for an afternoon to uh, film the intro and outro to it, an apes movie. <laughs> it's just like added to the whole. <laughs> yeah. The weight, you know, the weight of this movie has in- increased tenfold because of John Houston's <laughs> monologue. How about how about he was like addressing a fake class of apes <laughs> that you never see, but there's like little kid apes asking yeah. questions. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> Curious where this sits uh, as a standalone movie and also ending this book ending our journey. It's funny because I think it, it, it rates low for a lot of people, but I think this might be my second favorite one after the first one. There's something about it. I think I like it because it's like it's still dealing with all the connective tissue of the whole ape story, but but I think I like how isolated it kind of is. Um, and maybe it's not, but in my head it felt like, I was like, okay, finally we're not, we're we're in the space like between men ruling, you know, men being in charge, but before apes are in charge. Mm-hmm. So it's this sort of like I think I enjoyed that um, that sort of push and pull, this like in between zone, where right because it's neither, after the after the bombs fell, yeah, 
And so everything's just obliterated. Man obliterated themselves, but the apes aren't big in their numbers yet and they haven't formed mm-hmm. their, you know, uh, a more advanced society yet. So it's like, and they're living together peacefully, which I, I mean, for the most part, at least the, the ones we see near Ape City. And, and it was actually the only one that the scale didn't bug me. Like it seemed appropriate that <laughs> the Ape City in this was as small as it was because it was just a fledgling, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just the upstarts of a society. Um, yeah, there's just dwindled numbers after the bombs and. Yeah. Right. And, and it's like, and it, I don't know if it earns the title b- battle because, I mean, there, you know, there's a good 20 minute fight at the end, which is. There's a lot of smoke, a lot of bombs, and um, but but I don't know. There's just something I I really enjoyed this one. I liked I liked. There's so many characters in it. I liked actually. I think it was the orangutan Virgil. I just like. I'm in love with this ape. Yeah, he was. I thought he, he was great. He's fantastic. Paul Williams is. He was. Yeah. He was great. He was a great addition to this lineup of yeah you know what that it makes me think of the complaints of the last especially the last one where uh um caesar is like the only ape with a personality in like the last one and and that really bugged me (laughs) because there were so Mm -hmm. many apes in that movie but in this one you get like i love you know you get like the you have the factions again, like from the first one where the gorillas yeah. are the, the militant ones who are like, ah, I don't want to read and learn and man has to be crushed because they're bad, you know? <laughs> um, and it's, and to see, I don't know, you can kind of go back to, if you go back to Conquest, you can kind of see the, the gorillas kind of get the short end of the stick. Like they got the beat, they got kind of got beat the most, right? Yeah. It, yeah. That, in my memory, yeah, yeah. So it give it lends credence to them just having a bad old attitude when it comes to men and how they can't be trusted and yeah, and uh, you know keep them away from sticks and whatnot. I also, I also like you have to keep in mind like of the uh, theatrical version of of conquest when you're watching yeah. this because that's uh, it. It plays such a huge bearing on this one. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> does. Yeah, because cause if it if they had gone with the unrated ending, you know, uh, this would have been very different. You know, Caesar would have been a blood hungry, just man. No man shall live. There, there's nothing good to come mm-hmm. of them. Um, but which assumedly also, that was their plan. But the way I chalked it up was even if you know, in our minds, the uncut is the real yeah. cut. Um. You know, in the mo- in battle, there's constant reminders that uh, was it McDaniel, yeah, tr- keeps trying to remind Caesar that they are that they're not to be pushed around. They're not slaves. They're but you know, it kind of like could have happened where Caesar automatically puts them at a lower rung and he keeps them there, even though they're allowed to kind of move freely among the village. And oh, yeah. do their own Total things. Jim Crow South situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're totally, yeah. Uh, you know, subservient to the apes, and they are their servants now and stuff. So, in a way, Caesar 
he may have like softened up since he was yeah. so pissed during the final scene, but still he keeps some he keeps a thumb over top of them in in a way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a in a yeah, he's like not overtly yeah, oppressing them to their face and he's even working with them right. and using their knowledge. Um, and that's just and that's just uh Caesar having t- having time and being removed from what yeah. made him so angry in the yeah, first yeah. place. Um Yeah. Cuz cuz things could have been said in anger. That's the way I chalked it up. Like so either ending kind of works when you look at the where human status is in yeah. battle. It definitely made me less mad about the theatrical ending of the last one because I I did like this situation in this one where they mm-hmm. were they were working together, but like you said, they weren't equals. Uh, yeah. I thought that was very smart of them uh, to set that up like this. Um, and and like the other like the other apes movies, there's at least you know a plot line that really kind of goes to deep places in terms of like rending you emotional in a way. And this and this movie, it just happens to be the death of Cornelius Caesar's son. Yeah. Um. Under. You know, ev- like every emotional avenue in all these movies are for, are under vastly dis- different circumstances, but this is caused by, you know, rife within ape ape community where Aldo, the uh, the gorilla with an attitude, you know kills cornelius like dirt dirtbag move although yeah the, like the don't kid, forget where you came from dude yeah cornelius he overhears the gorillas sort of basically planning a coup yeah um, and th- overthrowing caesar and they they, ki- they see him standing in a tree and you know i don't know if aldo meant i don't know if he meant to kill him but he he chops that branch that the kid, <laughs> the kid's standing on and he falls yeah, he doesn't die right away. He's he's like just mortally wounded, and so then Caesar and um, Lisa are just like by his side for like the whole middle section of the movie. I know, it's beautiful in a way. Yeah, it's cool like, though because it's like it, it like keeps Caesar away. So then the it it like leaves room for the gorillas to fill that void, mm-hmm. um, and and sort of attempt their coup. Cause causes our mayhem, like it couldn't have, it couldn't have worked out better for the gorillas because Cornelius uh, or Caesar is away. Yeah. Even though they're not killing, they didn't outright kill Caesar. He's he's not available to mm-hmm. uh, you know be there and defend what he has built. He and his brothers and sisters have built. Yeah. Another aspect of this movie I like is that they brought back the uh, the journey. So the the first half of this, um, uh, 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 Caesar and um, McDowell is it McDowell? <laughs> That's McDowell's McDaniel. I called him McDaniel. McDaniel. <laughs> we could look, but who is playing? It's like he's the brother of the governor's assistant from the last movie, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I <laughs> guys. <sighs> Yeah, like did the actor just did, he could he had like a conflict and couldn't come back, so they hired a different guy and just said it was his brother. Like I was like, come on, yeah, what happened here? <laughs> but anyway, he's like, hey, 
I know there's tapes of your parents talking and they basically talk about what's going to happen in the future. Um, and, and Caesar's sort of like, you know, he's hungry for knowledge and he, you know, he's trying to figure out what the future holds for the apes and what directions they should go. So this is like, he's like, Hey, you know, you could hear your parents talking like, and it's, I mean, having never like spoken to your parents before, like them dying yeah. as when he was a baby, like the, I love that as a thrust of him getting yeah. him out of Ape City to go hunt down these tapes. And and that's what I, I'm kind of conflicted because mm. I love that he gets to look upon his mother and father who, whom he's never met and have had a conversation with. Um, I'm conflicted because that's so awesome. And in some of the video, Cornelius does offer his opinion about what had happened in his future and stuff like that. But the problem I have uh, with that is, I don't know, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I feel like that journey for him to see his parents, which was great, just kind of made this artificial conflict with these people living underground where it consumed a lot of the movie, but I'm not so sure. Yeah. They, uh, the, the storyline was worth or worthy of the planet of the battle for the planet of the apes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I think that, that like what happens is they go to the, the underground city to where the archives are. They find the tapes, but they also stumble upon survivors. There are maimed, mutated, hostile, and human. But yeah, I totally get that. It, it, it was sort of like the, you know, they saw Caesar show up and they just started attacking and this sparked a war, which, yeah, it's like, why would that necessarily spark a war? Like, um, especially cause it's not like their, their underground base, you know, they did have some weapons and vehicles, but they weren't like, uh, I don't know. It didn't seem like there was a whole lot of them <laughs> Yeah, and that they were in particularly good health. <laughs> right. Like, you know, you know, what gives them the courage to come above ground for the first time and since the bombs and just mount yeah. a war against a, a settlement of apes. I guess they tried to justify it because the guy, the head dude, what was his name? Culp. I think they, they tried to make him be like sort of just a, a maniac leader. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though he wasn't like yelling and screaming and being insane, but he was just like, he was just dead set on <laughs> killing yeah. the apes basically. And I liked how he was like, his calm demeanor just made him a little <laughs> bit crazier. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, did you watch any of the extended cut, Dale? No. Because I, yeah, I was like, oh, no, there's another cut of this. So I had, I of course, I had to look. Yeah. And so I read what the biggest changes were. And this is, I don't know why they cut this out, because I thought it was really cool. Um, so... In the underground city, they show the Doomsday Alpha Omega rocket. <gasps> oh, dude. And they cut this out. And he before they leave to attack Ape City, he tells um, 
the his like female assistant played by France Nguyen, who was great. She had a she had a bigger role. She was awesome, but yeah, he was like, he was like, I uh, I will send you a coded message when it's time, and if I, if I want you to launch this rocket, and you know, basically he was saying like, if we lose the battle, I'm going to send you a message. Whoa! And just blow blow up the earth, basically. <laughs> and there was this whole conflict, and then the the other mutant guy with the the bushy eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I think his name was Mendez, and there's the he's the one who ends up starting the cult of Mendez, which is in beneath <gasps> the planet of the apes. Oh my god! Because he does. There's this big speech from him. They cut out of him talking about how this nuclear missile is not something to be used. It's something to be uh, cherished and held. You know that we keep in our. You know keep, we we protect it and we have it. And it keeps us going and it reminds us of who we used to be. <laughs> so they have like this whole thing where they're like building up that cult from beneath the planet of the apes. And I don't know why they cut this out because it was so cool. I really liked that part. <laughs> Dang, that would that would have been perfect for yeah. the movie. And they don't, you know, of course they don't end up launching it. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, it was, I loved seeing them tie that together. And that would have been cooler to see just a little more justification why the skirmish with the the humans that had come to the surface with Culp and yeah. um you know is a little little more weight to the just the interaction with the, those humans to begin with. Um, yeah, they. I agree though. They they didn't do a good job like painting like that. That that was my other issue. Is it, it always it was kind of loosey-goosey with what people remembered because this doesn't seem like it was that far removed from the last movie like that many years because cornelius is what he's like 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 eight years old maybe right yeah what's a bit 12 Um, years tops and it just yeah it just seems like not that much time passed but like Mm -hmm. there's just things that people like don't know (laughs) like like to have caesar be bewildered by the idea of a videotape of his parents. Like he knew what videotapes were, but like there's that yeah. whole scene where he's like, wait, you're telling me I could see <laughs> images of my parents talking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I can learn from that. They can give me knowledge. And I was like, yeah. dude, you were just alive in the, you know, man civilization. You saw a video or whatever, you know, yeah. film. And- yeah. I mean, the, the computer screens alone, in the yeah. uh, in the underground lair that he worked at, yeah. So so suppose you do have to have a battle for the planet of the apes. So that's why the throwaway human army, you know, lays on the attack because you can't have the chimps at attacking the gorillas like that interfeudal yeah. to that level of 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 uh, destruction so early in ape culture, right? So you got to have this big third enemy come in. And provide distraction and and fifteen minutes of you know action, yeah. But it's great because that's how war works, right? It's like you know, mm-hmm. there's warring factions within a country, but oftentimes there's a third you know yep. outside force coming in, and everyone's pitted against each other in devious ways. Yep. And I like I kind of liked the man mutant army. It was like sad. It was super sad. It was like, yeah, I think I kind of like, it was sort of like Mad Max situation, but very slow. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They were, <laughs> they were not in any hurry to get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. They were like crawling. Yeah. 
it was like I sub just, Mad Max and they were crawling. <laughs> like those, yeah, there was, and there were even scenes of like them like pulling over because like the engines overheated. <laughs> yeah, like, there was wow. like the school bus was getting like stuck in the sand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love they had a school bus that was like one yeah. of their big vehicles. They, they were like talking about it like it was a tank. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. We, uh, the school bus is almost online. Uh, we'll we'll catch up with you. <laughs> That's cool, bus. Um, but you know it. But it also lended credence to you know may, maybe you're not siding in the with the gorillas because they're absolute total nightmare beast men. But you know they are telling a little bit of truth. Like you, you give the humans an inch, and they're going to come stomp your face in. You know. Yeah. It's just the totally. way it goes about it, but. You know, I I just love Caesar, man. I just love him and yeah. his ability to keep a level head. And he had like a, the greatest eye roll in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It was like the greatest ape moment. <laughs> and Virgil's always there mm-hmm. uh, to just sort of correct Caesar. Like, <laughs> yeah, a little bit or remind him of something. Uh, and he's like, God damn it virgil <laughs> i know it's like i hired you to do this that, but, but yeah right yeah but you know he wants to say he it. just wants to give in to his like primal instincts yeah <laughs> um i kind of wish they didn't name this is just me because i'm a stupid idiot but i wish they didn't, hadn't named caesar's kid cornelius because the whole time it was confusing me i was like wait is this cornelius like, is he going to grow oh. up and be Cornelius? But I was oh. like, no, that's like 600 years in the future. Like, that doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, and I, I just, I feel like a lot of people in the audience were probably, like when this came out, were thinking that. <laughs> but it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, it, you know, we have the war. Caesar pulls a great move uh, where all the apes play dead. He, le- he lets the men enter the village. Uh, but then they all sprung, spring to life. And kick their ass the men yeah. retreat no fight like culp he he gets away but the gorillas corner him outside of the ape city and just that was br- i can't believe they didn't cut that of that was like a brutal like yeah. war just <laughs> like they pull over that school bus and just throw grenades in and just massacre everyone inside <laughs> yes, of it with oh machine God. guns. It's yeah, like, holy crap. Like, I mean, that's a, just, that's war crimes there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, that is hardcore. Yeah. Massacre. To cap off the movie, we have to deal with Aldo killing um, Cornelius. Oh, so man. it, it, it finally comes out that an ape has killed an ape. And this is, which actually, you know, the, I, I was thinking about it today. I was like, you know what? This is actually, it was a good, it made sense for the lawgiver to be telling this tale um, because it's like, oh, here's the first time an ape killed an ape in our recorded history. And, you know, that that's going to be a big moment because, mm-hmm. you know, all throughout this movie, they're, they're repeating the mantra of ape shall not kill ape. Yeah. And it, so and it when, justifies and it, and it, uh, spurs on like after that moment they're you know, Caesar's probably like, we need to start getting something down official yeah. on some documents, some <laughs> yeah. scrolls. So like Virgil, help me out here, you <laughs> yeah. know, because you know, 
there needs to be like repercussion and there needs to be like a drilling in the head of you can't kill another ape or like what are we but it's interesting what it leads to it's like it ends up with a uh, a standoff between caesar and aldo in a tree and uh and aldo falls to his death yeah oh that's poetic right so it's like yeah i mean it's it's revenge but it's also caesar just killed an ape too um yeah and it's like this big you know that's sort of the big realization at the end where you know and they they like let the men out and the men are like hey <laughs> see it's not so easy uh being the the <laughs> right the, uh the the highest in the food chain <laughs> yeah <laughs> you end up killing each other see <laughs> that was a nice reminder mcdaniel <laughs> yeah thanks for saying it mcdaniel i mean it's interesting how it ends though between apes and men where uh caesar agrees to like let the men have their own futures and live their own lives um because we know what happens they end up being enslaved by them anyway uh apes and you know and they right can't talk anymore and stuff like that so but i but um, what i wonder is and i think um this was what was on the videotape with cornelius but and also it might have been some bounce off with like Virgil speaking to his students about time, uh-huh. but because oh, yeah. because humans were enslaved and that was then, but is oh. Corne- is Caesar rewriting the future by his methods? You know you what see, I mean. I that's I forgot Virgil's lesson that he gave us. Right, and, and that's what made me think like. It not it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily wind yeah. back to the first movie. We're not in yeah. a loop, but from here we have a totally different future, possibly. You know, totally, yeah. And that's what kind of was like cool about it. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a very hopeful ending. Um, yeah, that was cool. Thanks for reminding me of Virgil's uh, little uh, mm-hmm. uh, little. Uh, lesson about uh what time possibly or his theory of time yeah his like several tracks <laughs> and you can hop the tracks and yeah you know things are not necessarily set you know right you could walk out the door and get killed or you could wait five minutes and walk out and be fine <laughs> yeah exactly um so that was that was that was kind of cool and that's one way i think it could be interpreted either way but my interpretation yeah. is you know Caesar's doing his best to rewrite whatever the hell happened and whatever, wherever Cornelius and Zira came from is not, is not predetermined. I felt in the middle of this, uh, the score was a little rote and not that great, but the, the last 20 minutes of score were so great. And I think when, um, the the crowd starts chanting ape has killed ape and and they're like um they're like stringing aldo up or or like yeah like accusing him there's like this uh hypnotic like with the voices there's like this hypnotic score underneath of the voices screaming oh, it yeah, was like yeah. i was like man i'm getting into this hardcore i might, I might start like levitating <laughs> off the off my chair because it was I, just like totally in my wheelhouse yeah i did notice like whoever was like the sound designer was having fun. Like there was a lot of tape loops going on because they would like, 
like whenever there were chants like ape shall not kill ape things like that you could tell it was like the same um recorded lines being Mm -hmm. played over and over again but like spliced in like a little bit offset you know yeah but it still sounded like loops going and i was like oh that's that's so weird (laughs) it's so weird (laughs) to be like so conscious of it yeah (laughs) this was fun i i like this way more than i i know uh, remembered and I ended up liking it more just talking to you about it. I mean, I was still I was still probably around uh, a three and a half before I started talking, but the disappointment wasn't as there. I wasn't dwelling as much on just the human waste of time was the human battle. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I really loved it nonetheless. I mean, I just loved it. Like I always picture my Planet of the Apes being the first one, but mm. just my love for Caesar like finally concentrating on seeing the rest of these movies again. Caesar's just awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I Roddy, know. So Roddy McDowell to... is like, is Caesar. I mean, he's Cornelius too, but Cornelius always took a backseat to other plots. Yeah. It's uh, I'll be very interested for you to watch the, the most recent apes movies. Um, they take a lot from this. Wow. Oh, God. Yes. So I think you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised. <laughs> just by you saying that, I feel like I just dipped myself into a, 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 a sensory deprivation tank and I'm, I'm sort of on another plane. I can't wait. You got Blu ray players in those tanks? Before we go, Virgil, played by Paul Williams. Did you look at this guy's Wikipedia? Do you um, know him? I, 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 I'm, I'm per- familiar with him. He's like a huge songwriter. Yeah, he's big. He wrote, he wrote fucking uh, Rainbow Connection. Yeah, Rainbow Connection. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he's still working today. And he's like president. Is he president of ASCAP right now or something? It was uh, it big was bug. crazy to see him in this. I was like, oh my god, it's Paul Williams. You see him in like random things. Him and his makeup, though, he looked. Like, I made this joke in the Discord, but he looks like Toby Jones. If Toby Jones was an ape. it's i'm kind of you know i it was a long five weeks that were fun yeah uh challenging um i'm kind of sad there's no more in this run because i I, surprisingly like every movie had something to give like it wasn't uh it wasn't like a string of disappointments at all Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I could I could talk about this forever, but you know, for for whatever reason, these movies came out in 5 years, 5 movies in 5 years. And yes, the budgets got noticeably smaller by the last two, even the last three, but I mean, they existed and they weren't bad. They weren't total crapshoots. No. I mean, they went places no. Maybe at the time they thought they were a, a little cheesy and, and and probably people still do who don't love movies. They probably give them a bad rap, but I mean, they're actually, they're incredible. And the last two are, might be my two favorite. Yeah. Yeah. This is what, uh, everyone's favorite critic, Roger Ebert, uh, said when this movie came out, battle looks like the last gasp of a dying series. A movie made simply to wring the dollars out of any remaining ape fans. <laughs> Thanks, Raj. Raj, come on. <laughs> Open your heart. 
batandspiderpod at gmail.com. You can send your listener feedback. How'd you feel about Hot Ape Summer overall? You know, did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you want to see us just press on and do just wring every little living minute out of anything put to tape by apes? <laughs> um, you can also dial, you can also phone our uh, official Bat and Spider hotline at 315-544-0966. First up, Hobo Salary. Wow, Hobes. Whoa. Hey, guys. A long time... Oh, God. Hey, guys. A long time since I last wrote in. Always listening, though, and this time watching along. I often get grief from people, acquaintances more so than friends, that I have no love for any of the beloved franchises. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Star Trek... Couldn't give a squirt of P-I-S-S about any of them. But Planet of the Apes <laughs> is a different story. From the costumes to the heavy-handed social commentary. I don't know why, but I, it just does it for me. Anyway, I'm just dropping a line to say thanks for your dedication to Hot Ape Summer. I don't get to talk about these move with... Mo- I don't get to talk about these movies without people's eyes glazing over. So listening to you two has been a real treat for me. Oh, and not to end on a gross note, but do you think those mating sessions in Conquest were recorded and bootlegged? I do. <laughs> Cornholius, Cornholius presents Planet of the Gapes, Volume 1 through Infinity. For oh, anyone no. With an, for anyone with a butt ape fetish. Oh, but no, pot, but hobo, you're not going to get me. You're not going to get me. Wow, hobo, wow. Well, I mean, he's telling, he's speaking truths here, right? Oh yeah, humans are disgusting. Totally. But he's also speaking truth about um, there being a certain segment of the population who are just ape obsessed, and yeah. there's just something about these movies that just. I mean, it took a while to happen to me. I, I was in my late 20s when I finally sat down and like watched all these. And I was just like, right. I just remember open. just being obsessed. I remember yeah. going to a Comic-Con like a few weeks later looking for uh, apes toys. Because I was so like just, I had apes on the mind. I just like loved it. Yeah. So into it. Mm. Spoilers, I didn't find any. Oh. Thank God. I'm sorry. But I don't know what, Dale, I don't need apes toys. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah, this is. Right, it'd be they'd be locked away with your Marv right now. Who yeah, could do yeah, God exactly. Knows what? Be in a box somewhere. I don't know where they are. I know. Um, he who shall not be named Dasto. Uh, <laughs> he just recently got a shipment in of of I think just oh, used yeah. like uh, open box a- ape doll babies, and they looked great. You know, he didn't do it for yeah, the love yeah. or or for the money. He did it for the love. <laughs> yeah yeah he showed off that zayas that was yeah. cool but i mean in in throughout all my days of seeing these things where's the virgil where's the virgil doll oh god virgil i mean virgil seriously my favorite character he is mine too and it's I not just virgil. because of, of our our love affair with paul williams virgil i didn't even know who paul williams was right holy crap paul williams uh Appeared on the Tonight Show as Virgil in costume. Whoa! Nineteen seventy-three. Oh, I gotta watch this video. Wow. 
No, I don't, I don't see any Virgil toys. Next up, Tim Hamilton. I can't believe it. I can't believe Jodie Whittaker is leaving the show already, but I'm fine with Chris Chibnall's departure. <laughs> His stories have left a lot to be desired. I really hope the next showrunner can revitalize the show. Always love the show, Tim. What is he talking about, Dale? Um, I mean, the people screaming about how, Chuck, their other car is a TARDIS right now. Oh, God damn it. Tim Hamilton, you... You, you dog. Uh, son of a bee. What, uh, what's everybody else's opinion? Do you, are you uh, upset that, uh, J- what's her name? Jody? Jody? Something. Jody Whitaker's leaving the show already. So she's leaving? She's leaving. It's been three seasons, right? That's a good run for a doctor. I don't know. I have right, no Chuck? idea. I don't know. Okay. Dale, I don't know how to answer that question. Next up. This is Captain Scott. Starlock 544. I'm sitting here watching this hot ape summer. Conquest Planet of the Apes. I am, of course, enjoying my cockpit cigar. I have one thing that I need to say. These movies are disgenuine. There is not one piece of feces thrown by any of these apes. Oh my God, Captain Scott. Just keep an eye out. Maybe it'll happen in the fifth film. Again, gentlemen, keep up the good work. Damn you to hell, you dirty podcast ass. Wow. Dale, they don't make uh, men like they used to. They really don't. What's happening? Is he still on the line? Yeah, he he hung up (laughs) after the fact, but he wanted to gauge our reaction first. Probably dropped his cigar. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the dangers cushions. of having a cigar in a terrible cockpit. idea. I don't yeah. care how fireproof it is in there. You got tobacco smoking in there? No, right. Mm-mm. Captain Scott. Captain Scott just to- like just totally demeaning an entire species. <laughs> Keeping his. But he's uh, ri- he's right. We didn't see any poo being flung, which is <laughs> well, I know. But I mean, it's a hallmark. These apes. But maybe it's a, is it a stereotype? We didn't see any wanking off either or drinking their own pee. <laughs> Where does it end, Captain Scott? Right? Or sticking their index fingers up their rear end and sniffing it. We didn't see that. Right? Where does it end? Where does it start? Where does it end? Uh. Hello, Bat Spider. Whoa. Chuck. Michael, Whoa. Uh, so I am behind on Hot Ape Summer. I'm up to date on the podcast, but I'm behind on movie watching. I only watched the first one. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a long, long time. Man, uh, was Charlton Heston ever a good actor? Because, boy, was he really <laughs> shitting that. Uh, the weird running around. Just, just everything he did was very strange. It was very stilted as hell. Like, I don't know. It just... Uh, was he a good actor at some point? I know he was in that circus movie. He was in uh, Agony and Ecstasy. He was a big star, right? I don't know. Strange. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to diving in into some more ape stuff. Uh, I'm sure uh, Slim is puking at the quality of this uh, call since I'm calling while driving in a car and not in a padded studio with high-quality sound. Uh, this is probably breaking tape deck protocols. I apologize. 
I hope you don't get another another warning for this, but uh, just want to say uh, I'm going to try and watch some more ape, get, get some more hot ape action. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Wow. Wow. Just going for the jugular on uh, Charlie. Just Charlie Heston. Just going right in on him. He was fantastic in uh, Wayne's World 2. <laughs> yeah, he, he basically plays the same character, Soylent Green, Omega Man. It's all the same. Yeah. <clears throat> that was uh, that was our friend Ren Mike D, co-host of the Will Run For podcast, another tape deck, um, another take, tape deck podcast, and they talk about just the, the running community, what keeps them going, and uh, what keeps them going when they're not you know, running miles around the Grand Canyon and not dying. And uh, <laughs> also host of the uh, Skyrim Addict podcast for all you Skyrim heads out there because it's um, still amazing. Ten years later. Wow, ten years. Um, Thanks for that uh, voicemail. So that's it for this week. No more correspondence. Chuck, it's been five weeks, but we are at the a point again where I noticed you have been distracted, possibly looking for a movie to watch this week. I don't know. <laughs> but we do have to pick a movie. I don't know whose turn it is. If you want to go, I can go. I, I looked. It's my turn because I think the last movie we did was Images before oh. Hot Ape Summer started, which okay. was yours, right? That was mine, yeah. Um. Yeah, so you're right. I was, I was looking at eBay at Planet of the Apes Toys, but I was also looking... For a movie to pick, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, and it's funny. It, I feel like I have to pick this movie because I looked at my watch list on Letterbox, and the yeah. first one I clicked on, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Because you know, you know me and you. Like, I'm putting, I'm watch listing movies left and right every day. Right. I barely remember them after I do it, but it's it's great that I have them there because it's like yeah. an endless wellspring of movies i've never heard of and i want to watch every one of them and then you'll then after you add something to your watch list you'll make a point to watch something else that's not on your watch list exactly you know i love that feeling too but couldn't believe this one i clicked on kismet they say there was a lot of chatter online today that it's Wes craven's birthday dale (sighs) yes was Wes Craven's birthday today. And I just happened to watch this, this movie directed by Wes Craven, released in 1984. Not maybe the movie you're thinking of. It's a movie called Invitation to Hell. I believe it's a made-for-TV, John. A made-for-TV movie? Yeah. Starring Robert Urich, Joanna Cassidy, Susan Lucci, Kevin oh. McCarthy, Salil Moon Fry, I'll have you know. Oh. Uh my god (laughs) ah i see michael berryman uh all the way at the bottom there invitation to hell your nightmares will never be the same again family man matt winslow accepts a new job in silicon valley and quickly finds that his associates are obsessed with a mysterious local country club whose manager jessica jones holds sway over the community and i and i mean are you looking this poster dale i have no idea what this poster has to do with that that description <laughs> yeah seriously that, i mean where's the khakis where's the polo shirts with yeah. the popped collars this is like like the folks if you go look at letterbox 
the invitation to hell and you'll see a stylized skull with horns, glowing red eyes, uh, long teeth and two black cobra or two black snakes coming out from either side flanked by, I guess it's clouds. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. I love this poster. Yeah. And you know what else I love? What do you love? Where you can find it playing. Mm, T-U-B-I. That's our friends over at Tubi TV. Yeah. We love them. This, we're back, Chuck. I mean, I like as much ape mm-hmm. as, as we've had inside of us, it's time. I'm ready. I'm open and willing. It Put me back. Time. In, in, into the pool of garbage. I'm ready. Oh, God. What a classic. Writ- written by Richard Rothstein, best known for the original screenplay, Universal Soldier. <laughs> Ever heard of it? Thank you very much. Oh, my God. There's no, this This can't be uh, bad. Wow. Cinematography by Dean Kundi. Uh, he filmed such, oh, yeah. he filmed Halloween, The Thing, Jurassic Park, Back to the Future. Yeah, basically everything. Cripes alive! Invitation to Hell is the next episode, episode sixty-eight. And uh, check wait. out batandspider dot com for all other things related. Thank you to uh, the Coates brothers, John and James, for our guest oh, art yeah. this week. And thank you to everybody else who contributed to art for this month. It, it was fantastic and we love you. Yeah, it was great. And I definitely will keep your numbers in my Rolodex for when I'm not able to do show <laughs> or something. <laughs> right. right. They all passed. They all get the job when your yeah. back's against the wall. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. Love you. Love you.
This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Oh.